Last second three. I didn't get it. Now I get it. <laughs> Last second three from Scott Morris on 1017 The Truth. Take a listen to this. Toss for Stewart. Three in the win. Bullseye. 1.2. Stewart buries one. There's always room for Jello. Timeout, Northern Kentucky. Yes. I thought yes. he just dropped that in out of nowhere. <laughs> There's always room for Jello. No, he didn't drop it. Cat's out of nowhere. nickname is Jello. <laughs> Correct. He also <laughs> dropped a bullseye. There we go. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Busy weekend ahead. Milwaukee Auto Show gets underway tomorrow at the Baird Center downtown Milwaukee. That's the big convention center. Runs through mid uh, March 3rd. So two weekends of the auto show. Okay. So some folks go because they like to see the hot cars and the new stuff Mm -hmm. and whatever. The most value I ever got out of the auto show is when we were in, unfortunately, the market for a minivan. Ah. <laughs> Didn't want to be in the market for a minivan. but So you checked out that section right, of the show. Right, and we knew we were expecting twins on top of the two-year-old right. at the time. So, But what I like about the auto show is you go there and nobody tries to sell you anything. And you don't feel guilty walking away because there's nothing to buy. Right. Like, I'm not buying a car today. I always feel kind of sheepish when you go to the dealership and you're like, and you try to say I just Look, really want yeah. some information, right? You know, what do I got to do to get you in this vehicle? Hey, everybody. Good deal today, you know. And they're taught to not let you walk away. So I get right. it. But at the auto show, you know, go in there, ask questions, hop and in the vehicles. Yep, let yep. the kids run around in them. Mm-hmm. So, love I, that. And by the way, speaking of minivans, we don't have one anymore, but... I fully admit it was a phenomenal vehicle. <laughs> I know. At some point, it's like, who am I trying to impress anymore? <laughs> yeah. Like, right? So, just, might as well just save my back. Right, right. Und auch, Erich, heute ist Fred Usinger Day, Tag, und das gibt es Wurst und Bier für frei. Are you sick? Nein. Translation. Today is Fred Usinger Day. There'll be free brats and go. beer. Proclamations by both the city and county level make it Fred Usinger Day in Milwaukee. Old German Beer Hall downtown, Martin Luther King Drive. It's right across the street from Usinger's. Okay. Offering free brats, one per person, no costumes. (laughs) All right, thank you for telling me now. That actually starts at 8 this morning. Nothing wrong with a brat for breakfast. Absolutely. How about it? And they actually say it's a new recipe brat. Our buddy Hans Weissgerber, founder of Old German Beer Hall, says this is a, a smoked bratwurst. Made with Hofbrau Dunkel Lager beer and Applewood smoked bacon, which of course is famous uh, with Usinger's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then tonight at 6 p.m., Fritz Usinger himself taps the wooden keg of Hofbrau München beer. They serve that up for free while it lasts, so like several minutes. <laughs> How long does it take this town to empty a, whole a keg? Six minutes, maybe. Oh, right. How long does it take this town to empty a keg of free beer? Six minutes. That's <laughs> somewhere thereabouts. Exciting things happening today in Milwaukee. 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. 26 games remain on the Bucks' regular season schedule. Bucks back in action tonight. 35-21 and 21 is our record. Third place in the Eastern Conference. 
We are in Minnesota tonight. Got the Timberwolves. 8.30 broadcast time, 9 p.m. tip. Yeah, late one. Jeez. I mean, at least it's a Friday, but come on now. <laughs> Why do we have a 9 p.m. tip in the central time zone? It must be national a game. national game or something like that. Well, 9 p.m. tip right here on your home of the Bucks, 620 WTMJ. Actually, I don't even think it is a national game. This game's on the, the broadcast, I think. I think this is one on broadcast. Well, why TV. are we tipping at 9? I don't know. Anyway. Admiral's now on an 18 How old is game. that? <laughs> 9 o'clock. I can't stay up till 9. <laughs> Ads are now on an 18-game winning streak. They beat the Wolves yesterday morning, <laughs> yesterday morning and afternoon. See now, that's now. There's a tip time for you. Here's a puck drop for you. <laughs> Give me a good 11 o'clock a.m. weekday game. Four zip the final yesterday. It's I can have second, my lunch. They're now on their second longest winning streak in AHL history. The record is 28, so they got a bit to go here. I was looking at that. I'm like, we have to have the record already, but nope. it's like, got to win like 10 more. So they'll go for 19 in a row tomorrow night against the Wolves again here at home. New Brewers manager Pat Murphy, days ahead of his first spring training game Saturday. That's tomorrow, of course. So he's talking football instead. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. <laughs> Notre Dame football, to be exact. Now, here's the backstory Murphy coached at Notre Dame. That's where he and former manager yeah. Craig Council actually connected. Counts played for him on the Fighting Irish. And apparently, Murphy grew up a huge Notre Dame fan. So he kind of baited reporters yesterday at his availability into asking him football trivia. Quiz me. 1973 Notre Dame football. Quiz me. Any player on the team. Any player. Was Rudy on that team? I wouldn't know. 1973? Yes, he was. Number 45. There you go. Dan Rudiger, Joliet. <laughs> so if you know that story, Rudy, of course, the kid that made they made the movie about, right? Walked on at Notre Dame. Last game he yeah. gets in, gets a sack. The music, Amazing. the tears. Is he that cry beloved? A bit or no? Is he is he as beloved as he is in that movie? So actually, if you know anybody from Notre Dame or who went to Notre Dame, they are first to tell you, like, yeah, nobody really actually <laughs> likes the real guy. He's still there in South Bend, or according to oh, yeah. them, like for a while owned a bunch of apartments. Oh, okay. and nobody really liked him. <laughs> All right, oh, go ahead. So. There's a little bit more. Our guy Dom Catronio, you heard him in there, yeah, host yeah, of yeah. Brewers Extra Innings, follows up here. How many career sacks? One. <laughs> Was he offsides? It wasn't called. Good answer. <laughs> Dom! in the movie for us. Just let us live in the magic. Brewers and Padres, Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. broadcast time, 2.31st pitch on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ. We'd be better off listening to adhesive tape. Now, come on. That's not fair. (laughs) Now, we've heard from the Packers' new defensive coordinator. He's in town, Jeff Hefley. He's he's the guy. He was the head coach of Boston College. And everyone was like, wow, that's a pretty big get to get him back into the NFL. He was with the Niners for a bit. Says it was tough to leave BC, but that it was way too good of an opportunity to pass up. As a guy that grew up loving football, it's the Green Bay Packers. I mean, this is like the mecca of the football world to me. And probably to most people... Who grew up loving football? All right, no, all right. there now. you go. You're Thank in. Thank you. All right, Halfley also credited Lafleur says just being here though is great. Just being here and driving in the Lambo every okay. day, all it right. still feels surreal. The community, okay. we got maybe you. the best fans in all in all of the world as well. Okay. Yeah. Thank yes. you. I mean, that made a really really <laughs> yeah, hard going. decision for me. All right, fine, Halfley. Uh, we like you. You're <laughs> all right, great. Coach, all you're right, in. welcome. You're good. You know what? If you asked AI, write me an introductory news conference <laughs> speech. For a coaching position in Green Bay, AI would spit that How out for you. How devastating would that be if we type in ChatGPT and it's the it's exact same thing. I'm efforting that right now. <laughs> 620 you, on Wisconsin's Morning News. Our equipment is on the surface of the moon, and we are transmitting. So congratulations, IM team. 
we'll see how much more we can get from that. Success! Kind of an anti-climax, wasn't <laughs> it? Were you watching live? Well, it was pretty intense there for a moment. Yeah. A privately built and launched U.S. lunar lander has touched down on the moon in the first U.S. moon landing in more than 50 years. A new adventure in science, innovation, and American leadership in space. Well, all of that aced the landing of a lifetime. All right, so that's NASA Administrator Bill Nelson. Come on, Bill, say it. Bullseye. Yeah, there it is. All right, thank you. Now we can get to work here. Okay, so yeah, this was really tricky. They had some issues there. There were a couple of hours before the landing, an apparent issue with, like, the Odessa's navigational system. They forced yeah, them to, like, how wonky do you want to get into that? But, well, right. they had to, like, send a patch up there, like, yeah. and upload it and, and, do a, and do some experimental technology, basically, right? And there's nobody up there to unplug this and plug it back into there, so they got to... Yeah, got to hope it works, because yeah. you only got so many orbits around that thing before they were done. Here's the Intuitive Machine CEO afterward. What a journey that was, if you only knew. Uh, we are going to write a book about the journey we took. Space is hard. <laughs> yes. We forget that. Space can be hard. So, yes, so now they have made it onto the moons, and they waited and waited and waited just to make sure they had a connection. Now, as of this morning, we have yet to see any images sent back. The last thing from Intuitive, that's the, um, the CEO there, that's the contractor running this thing, Odie, um, was from last night. They said, okay, we're busy working on images. Hope to have some soon. So it's been about 10 hours. Still haven't yes, gotten please. any. Yes, please. Maybe they're napping and they'll get back to work this morning on it. But Well, that was the thing. Like We couldn't watch it coming down. All we right. could watch was Mission Control waiting for their reaction. There was the narration of like, okay, this is what's happening. But like, if you can't see it. Yeah, see, and I wondered about that. Because I think one of the issues they had is they were supposed to shoot out like a camera. And it was supposed to like take selfies of the landing. Yeah. And it's possible that didn't work. Or at least they haven't gotten it yet. So Space um, is hard. Yes, yes. It was not all smooth sailing. Here's a little bit more on the that. The company behind Odie, Intuitive Machines, is the first business to land a private spacecraft on the moon. But it wasn't all smooth sailing. As Odie prepared to land, Mission Control found that the navigation system used to guide the lander to the surface wasn't working. We're not dead yet. Luckily, the team was able to rewrite the lander's yeah. software, taking control of an experimental navigation system. So now they get to work. They have a bunch of experiments they're going to do. What I found fascinating was what uh, Brian Ewinson from Spaceport Sheboygan told us yesterday about, like, the lunar economy. Like, there are resources up there they intend to harvest and utilize here back on Earth. There are resources on the moon that are in abundance but are in rarity here on Earth. Uh, so it is looking at developing, as we say, a wider lunar economy. Uh, our future astronauts are not going to be fighter pilots and test pilots. They're going to be geologists mm -hmm. and miners to help Earth become a better place. So the work begins now. We'll find out how long it takes to get some images. Space is hard. That's your primary takeaway from yep, that one. Yep. Brewer's new manager, Pat Murphy, reveals he's already had a sit-down chat with his guy, Craig Council. I'll tell you about it in sports coming up at 645. All right, the matter I'm calling is State of New Mexico versus Hannah Gutierrez, D101. The first CR. involuntary manslaughter trial underway in Santa Fe, New Mexico. This uh, regarding the death of Rust cinematographer Helena Hutchins. This is the case where Alec Baldwin, the actor, is holding a gun that shot and killed her. Opening statements Thursday, the prosecutor says his witnesses will prove that the armorer, Hannah Gutierrez, reads. 
that her actions led to Hutchins's death. He says she left guns out, ammo lying around the set unattended. By failing to make those vital safety checks, uh, the defendant acted, neg- acted negligently and without due caution, and that the decisions she made that day ultimately contributed to Ms. Hutchins' death. Now, the Gutierrez-Reed's attorney argued that his client's just being a scapegoat because she's the easy target. Hannah is being made a scapegoat for are deliberate errors and mistakes by production. And he said producers, including Alec Baldwin, bear more responsibility. Just because there was a tragedy does not mean that a crime was committed. It does not mean that Hannah Gutierrez-Reed caused the crimes they have charged her with. So, no, we still have another trial that will include Alec Baldwin, but this one with the armor so far just getting underway. These are good lawyers, and they haven't started presenting evidence yet, but after each one of them spoke, I was like, okay, yeah. And then... (laughs) Defense attorney spoke, I'm like, mm, all right, he raises a good point. Right, I right. guess that's why we have trials. 6.38 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mm-hmm. 6.42, so we talked about on the show this week, they are literally pulling stuff off the walls and selling it at the now-shuttered Fuddruckers restaurant in Brookfield. So we sent Adam, like, Adam, you got to go out there. WTMJ's Adam Roberts spent part of Thursday at the former restaurant talking with deal hunters and nostalgia-holics. At Fuddruckers, come on over to the fun. Take your taste to a different place. This reporter was taken to a different place Thursday morning, specifically the outside of the now-closed Fuddruckers restaurant off Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. The doors here haven't been opened since 2020, but on a mild February morning, hundreds were waiting outside for an opportunity to nab some restaurant memorabilia. We'll sell you the urinals, we'll sell you the toilets, we'll sell you the lighting. We're here to sell everything, okay? That's Eric Wolfson, a manager at Best Estate Services and the facilitator for Thursday's liquidation sale. Rolfson's managed a number of these sales over the years and says you get all kinds of people coming through the door, even those that might not be so eager to pay. Here today we had a guy try to walk off with a sign and act like he paid for it. it just, and, that's, and we've only been here yeah, 10 minutes. Not sure at all. So, I mean, if Walmart can't stop them, we can't stop them. We do our best. But unfortunately, when you draw a crowd, you know, you draw great people by and large. Most of our customers are phenomenal. But, you know, every now and then you never know who's going to walk through that door. So once that situation was cleared up, it was back inside where a mad dash for anything from Beatles pictures to ketchup bottles was underway. I am in the men's bathroom right now. I do not see any price tags on the three urinals very much cemented to the wall. But if you need a life-size mirror right behind you, $200 asking price. Deal hunters were handed hammers, crowbars, even drills and put to work taking down pieces of the now-shuttered restaurant. One of those deal hunters was Betsy, an improv comedian from Wauwatosa, here on a very specific mission. What are you looking for today? There's an IBC root beer sign um, that I want to get for my brother. He's a big fan of IBC root beer. And after waiting for a half hour, Betsy found me inside and relayed some good news. All right, we have an update from outside to in. Betsy, you got the sign. 
Yes, I got it. I'm very excited and thankful that the staff here was helpful in taking it down so I didn't have to touch a drill or anything. They got it down, yes! At the end of the day, it's all about clearing everything off the walls and providing closure to a burger staple of Milwaukee's western suburbs. Anybody who's transitioning, you know, bringing closure to something in their life, that's what we do. I mean, we come in, we put forward what we think is the best game plan to execute a great result. It is, as Elton John may have opined, truly a funeral for a Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers, come on over to the fun, take your taste to a different place. Adam Roberts, WTMJ News. We can find a spot for that urinal if you picked one up. 6.45 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Brewers get it going this weekend on the air at WTMJ. First spring training game tomorrow afternoon, 2 p.m. broadcast time, 2.30 first pitch against the Padres on your home of the Brewers, 620 WTMJ. You like brunch? Brewers face the Cubs in spring training next week. And, of course, that means manager Pat Murphy, the teacher, faces off against the student, Craig Council. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, Murphy was Council's coach at Notre Dame and then served as Council's bench coach for many years here in Milwaukee. Right. Now, in case you're wondering, not only have the two E stayed in contact since Council ditched his hometown to go manage the Cubs, they've gotten together. I've already met up with Craig for coffee. Already done. Done. Check. Done. Check. Murphy asked about it at spring training by the reporters there. Okay. Assuming the question was about seeing his guy for the first time, oh, it's, what's it going to be like when you see Craig? We're, we're already been yeah, together. Yeah, are friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. How'd that go? Like, what do you mean? As far as what? We didn't fight. <laughs> <laughs> no punches. I like I love that. So how'd that go for you then? He's like, as far as what? And the reporter's like, well, I don't, I don't know. How'd that go? Like, what do you mean, as far as what? <laughs> we didn't fight? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, He's absolutely right. There. right. He, they've known each other for, for decades. They're friends. They're what, you know, but it would be great to be a fly in the wall the first time they had a conversation. About. Just for that initial yes. first time you see him. Handshake, whatever. Congrats on the job there, guy. Well, so like, what, I, did they talk shop? Right, did the yeah. council say like, so, Frey like in the infield? Huh? Yeah, how about that, huh? <laughs> you can give that a shot. Here's an idea for you. <laughs> Uh, so we did hear from Jeff Halfley, the uh, the new defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. He is the Boston College head coach, was. Now he's here, super excited about it. Just being here and driving in the Lambo every day, it still feels surreal. The community, maybe the best fans in all, in all of the world as well. I mean, that made a really, really hard decision for me, uh, leaving Boston College. It made a really hard decision a lot easier. He also gushed over Matt LaFleur, said so that... Lafleur is the reason he's here. He's a phenomenal coach, phenomenal family man, and the team is really good. So, so far, so yep. good with this so guy. So far, but so it's good. It's just yep. a news conference. All eyes on the Milwaukee Admirals. I say that just because I know it bothers Vince. All eyes. <laughs> the all eyes. The ads, on. As they've now won 18 in a row, they're going to go for 19 in a row against the same Chicago Wolves again tomorrow. They won yesterday for zip. They're at home tomorrow night. It's the second longest winning streak in AHL history. The record, believe it or not, is 28. UWM Panther basketball tonight. The Panthers play Youngstown State at the UWM Panther Arena. Panthers flying high. I don't know if you saw that last second win over Northern Kentucky last weekend. Guard Angelo Stewart. He goes by Jello. That's his nickname. Last second three. Oh, I didn't get it. 
Now I get it. <laughs> Last second three from Scott Morris on 1017 The Truth. Take a listen to this. Toss for Stewart. Three in the win. Bullseye. 1.2. Stewart buries one. There's always room for Jello. Timeout, <laughs> Northern Kentucky. Yes. I thought yes. he just dropped that in out of nowhere. <laughs> There's always room for Jello. No, he didn't drop it. Cat's out of nickname is Jello. <laughs> Correct. He also dropped a bullseye. There we go. <laughs> Bucks back in action tonight. We are in Minnesota. Got the Timberwolves. 8.30 is the broadcast time. 9 p.m. tip on your home of the Bucks. 6.20 WTMJ. There's always room for Jell-O. 6.54 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Dre Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. ESPN Milwaukee's Gabe Neitzel in the house this morning. I wasn't going to keep talking about this, but... Eric it's not Gabe going away. Are going story. back and forth with I the wish pictures. It would. <laughs> the story is not going away. Of the new Major League Baseball uniforms, and they are revealing. I I am excited for baseball, right? Like sure. I, I yeah. understand spring training baseball isn't for everybody. Hope everybody tunes in tomorrow here on yeah. WTMJ spring season. Like I am just excited. I'm excited for baseball because I love it. Love it so much. I don't know if I want to watch the game tomorrow, guys. <laughs> like, I, I did, like there, there are some things that I may see that typically you have to pay for, and I don't know if I want to like see what's going on there. The next lawsuit is going to be all these guys saying, "Hey, you need to go to my OnlyFans account, right? <laughs> if you want to see some of the stuff." So we're talking about these jerseys for they're they're more flexible. They're very light. There's been some complaints that they look cheap. The the names on the back are are smaller. Like they just look cheaper. But so now the issue. My understanding from that though is because the lighter material they can't have the big names and numbers they used to like the material's just not as strong right so that's why it's again we've been playing baseball for 150 years <laughs> this has never been a problem before how did we arrive at this in 2024 but the issue now is the pants because the pants are see-through <laughs> and form-fitting <laughs> so typically in baseball you have two pairs of pants you have your you know your whites and your grays like typically that's what you have sure, two yeah. different maybe ones. you got so, some pinstripes yeah, mixed maybe, in there yeah, every okay. once in a while if you want to be fancy sure. you know if you want to be traditional like the yankees but so everybody's got a white pair of pants like everybody's going to be wearing white pants for their media days which were yesterday sure. you know taking all the pictures that you see on the websites and all the different little fun videos you see when you go out to American Family Field and like you can see through the pants like you can see things you can see where the jersey's tucked in like I think I could probably read the label of how big the jersey is in the bottom <laughs> left-hand portion I saw a picture yesterday of somebody stretching in these from behind. Yeah. <laughs> That's not safe for kids. I've seen that picture as well. I'd yeah, like to unsee it. What, what, how? Like, you're Nike. Like, you are the biggest apparel brand internationally in the yes. world. Yes, you're right. On the planet. And you can't make pants that I can't see through? So how do you think this ends? How do they fix this issue? Bring back the polyester. <laughs> I tell you, it's a... pretty simple. Again, we've been doing this for 150 years, Eric. And, and yeah, every once in a while, maybe you see a bulge or two, but that's just more because the pants were a little tighter than they needed to be. I understand. I couldn't see then through and actually get more detail as to what's going on there. There's a guy sitting in his office in Beaverton, Oregon, right now at Nike, going, "They said they wanted breathable. I do 
I gave them what they wanted. Like Costanza when he went to the cotton uniforms and then they shrank. Six fifty-seven. On Wisconsin's one news, all the more reason to listen to the broadcast. A hundred percent. Right here on six twenty. And the Yankees take the field. Hey, what is with the Yankees? They look like they're having trouble running. They can't move. It's their uniforms. They're too tight. They've shrunk. They're running like penguins. Forget this game. Oh my God! Mattingly just split his pants.